Hello there, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. Uh, we're going to start off with a quick little quote, uh, courtesy of uh, John Ryder, um, who said, realistically, he respects uh, Canelo Alvarez and the life-changing chance he had that was afforded him down in Mexico this past weekend. And after sharing the ring with Alvarez for 12, ride, 12 rounds, Ryder is certain that boxing's former pound-for-pound king is past his prime. Uh, although Alvarez remains boxing's undisputed super middleweight champ, and is also only once the past nine and a half years, he'll he'll turn tw- he'll turn 33 in July and has had 63 professional fights on his record in a career that was launched when he was just 15 years old. So, as uh, BoxingScene.com has previously reported, uh, Ryder believes Alvarez is past his best. Says uh, he continues, uh, Ryder, he was very good. Um, I still think he's, but he still had enough in his tank tonight. Well, that was certainly evident. Uh, Ryder indicated that Alvarez, uh, his uppercut had fractured his nose just before the second round ended. The British Southpaw bled badly from his nose over most of the final 10 rounds. Uh, but a resilient Ryder got up from a fifth round knockdown and made many of the ensuing seven rounds competitive. After all these years of boxing is the first time I broke my nose. It was a new experience. I got back to my corner, towel on my face, just couldn't breathe. There was blood going down the back of my throat, he said. It was a new experience, but obviously I've got a good calming corner. They calmed me down. And then after that, it was just uh, hard to sit down and get my breathing. So I was standing up throughout the rounds. Like I said, it's a new experience. I felt I won the first two rounds quite well. I was boxing sensibly. Then I just got careless in the uh, last second, leaned forward, and took that big uppercut. Uh, hey, he, you know, he's pretty disappointed, uh, but certainly looks forward to the future. Uh, you know, he says, uh, Alvarez couldn't get me out of there. His plan was to stop me, but he didn't. I know I took a great shot in the fifth round and he came back swinging, probably had some good uh, rounds after that. Uh, anyway, so there you go. Quick, quick uh, few quotes out of John Ryder, uh, with respect to his loss against Canela Alvarez. It's interesting to see that Joe Joyce has triggered his rematch clause in the heavyweight division. Uh, heavyweight contender, Zhilai Zhang, 25-1-1, 20 knockouts, who scored a monumental upset uh, when he stopped Joe Joyce, 15-1, 14 knockouts back in April. Uh, now has to do it again because Joyce has reportedly triggered a rematch cl- a clash to force a return to fight. Uh, Zhang was in the frame and to be a potential Tyson Fury opponent, and he still might be, uh, provided Joyce is willing to accept a step-aside fee. So we'll wait and see what happens on that front. Uh, let's have a quick look here and see what's happening. Uh, oh, right. Um, uh, sorry. Shakur Stevenson. <laughs> right. Come and shut me up, he says. Adam Baskin over Box News 24's report. Shakur Stevenson says he wants to see if Javonta Tank Davis will try and shut him up because he's going to keep talking and letting the world know that he wants to fight him to take away his secondary WBA lightweight title that he's been holding on to since he captured the belt in 2019 by defeating 38-year-old Yurikuris yeah, uh, Gamboa. Shakur, who's 20-0, by the way, 10 knockouts, says he's ready to fight Tank now, but it's up to the Baltimore native if he wants to face him. He admits that Tank Davis won't even say his name, indicating that he doesn't want any of that smoke. 
He won't even say my name. Let him come shut me up. Let's see, said Shakur Stevenson. Uh, during uh, the WBA secondary lightweight champ, asking Chad Davis to fight him. Uh, what many boxing fans don't realize is Javante's management are the ones that pick and choose his opponents for him, and they've been very, very careful to select beatable guys his entire career. The cherry-picking formula has worked for Tank. He's made a lot of money, stayed unbeaten, uh, and has become a bit of a mini-star. They won't mess up the gravy train by throwing Tank in with Shakur and watching him get a boxing lesson exposed. Uh, says my friend adam baskin as i said over boxnews24.com so we'll wait to see if uh if any of these big guys are gonna get a ring and fight each other let's have a quick look at who's coming up though devin haney versus lomachenko the impossible dream uh also courtesy of my friends over boxnews24.com who report um to dream the impossible dream to fight the unbeatable foe to try when your arms are too weary to reach the unreachable star <clears throat> when Vasily Lomachenko steps through the ropes to face the undisputed lightweight champion of the world, Devin Haney, the two-time Olympic gold medalist from Ukraine. What? Oh, 396 wins. <coughs> wow. In an amateur record. Wow. And a three-division world champion will be going into a Las Vegas betting underdog for the first time in his career. Debuting in 2013, Lomachenko is now 17-2 as a pro. Uh, it was tipped to be the next big star in boxing. After an expected good start to his first professional fight, he would then fight uh, Orlando Salido for the WBO Featherweight Championship in a historic record-breaking fight in Texas. Uh, next up for Lomachenko is another rising star, Gary Russell Jr., 24-0, 14 knockouts for the vacant strap and a chance to create history and an equal Sansiak Mazurian by winning a world title in his third professional fight. In that fight, Lomachenko proved to be just more unskilled with superior footwork and punching power, winning a majority decision in Los, Los Angeles. From there, we'd be matched with good fighters in junior lightweight Roman Martinez, hard-punching Nicholas Walters, and then the much smaller Guillermo Ringondo in a fight that saw the Jackal retire on his stool due to being outboxed and dominated. Lomachenko was at his best and peaking as he called out a rematch win over Salido. It came close but never happened, and he would carry on. Wins over uh, Jose Pedraza, Jorge Linares, Anthony Crawlo, Luke Campbell, a wide points win, by the way, Set the scene for a big fight with the brash New York uh, lightweight Teofimo Lopez. In that fight, they, the man they called High Tag was being outboxed and beaten to the punch all night by Lopez, losing big over the championship distance in 2020. Many thought Lomachenko was at his end. Injuries, inactivity, and father time had caught up with him, and questions were after the champion from Ukraine still had the power. Uh, Lomachenko would then uh, take time away from boxing, rest, have surgery. Lopez would go up to fight the brawling Australian George Combosos Jr. in a firefight that saw the champion lose on points in his hometown. Lomachenko decided to come back in 2021. He could have fought anyone, but he took on former world champion Richard Comey, beating him by wide points win. He would then join his countrymen at home in Ukraine, defending and fighting in their struggle for freedom before returning once more in 2022. Uh, to fight his old sparring partner, Charmaine Ortiz, in a hard-fought points win. Devin Haney is up next. He's been in the gym since he's seven years old, guided by his father and trainer. He's been on a journey which saw Haney excel in the amateurs, 138-8, and eight, by the way, and being touted as the next big Floyd Mayweather. Wow. Since turning professional in 2015, Haney has dispatched every fighter, boxer, brawler. They shared the ring with him, fighting up to seven to nine times a year in an unbelievable winning streak 29 and 0 with 15 knockouts becoming the undisputed lightweight champion of the world 
So we're about to see Devin Haney and Lomachenko, two great fighters, go head-to-head. -head. And let's have a look. If you look at this match, uh, Haney has the height, a huge reach advantage, and he's a big, strong lightweight, but isn't noted as a devastating puncher. And at 24 years old, he will be faster and injury-free. Lomachenko, on the other hand, 35 years old, long amateur career, training all those years, aches and injuries will always be with him. But he has experience at championship level, and has a high boxing IQ, and he'll need to use it. He has power, and he's a tough southpaw fighter, knows his way around the ring. He punches from all the angles, and could easily steal rounds to, to win on points. So there you go. A couple of uh, noteworthy pieces about their upcoming fight. Um, something that we haven't reported on, uh, but something that is going to happen shortly, um, a big fight between soft-spoken and unassuming Sergei Deravienchenko, um, and he's going to take on Jaime Munguia. Uh, so let's have a quick read here. As the battle-tested veteran, that'd be Sergei, prepares for his ring return, he's doing his best to render the judge's job extraneous. On June 10th at the Toyota Arena in California, the Ukrainian middleweight contender will look to hand Jaime Munguia his first defeat of his career. Munguia is 26 years old. He's garnered some of the unwanted reputation with that Mexican native facing less than stellar competition over the years. Fans have grown tired of his ostensible willingness to step up the game and step up to the plate. Anxious to prove he's more than capable of pulling it off with a gigantic win. Uh, Dervyanchenko, after carefully examining what has gone wrong over the years, believe he's pinpointed his biggest issue, shady judging. I don't want decision, he said uh, during a recent interview. He said, I lost the decision of Daniel Jacobs, Golovkin, and every guy. It's a close fight, and you don't want, uh, and you don't know who will win. I don't want decision. So I guess that's broken English in quotations. Um, as you lose to, he came up on losing end in some of his uh, biggest fights in his career-defining bouts. In uh, October 2017 and 2019, falling back and forth brawls against Jacobs and G Triple G, the 37-year-old believed wholeheartedly that he did more than enough to earn a victory. Nevertheless, in what has become a growing theme, the three judges scored ringside edges, his bouts in favor of the opposition. So, I guess he's looking to, to knock out Jaime Munguia. And then the final story of the day, we see that uh, Liam Smith uh, and his big rematch with Chris Eubank Jr. has finally been rescheduled. It'll take place July 1st at the AO Arena in Manchester. This will be uh, big news uh, for the UK fans, but also on that card, we're going to see Savannah Marshall, uh, who's going to challenge Franchon Cruz Desern for the undisputed super middleweight title. Uh, and rising star Ben Whitaker, who re we reported on the other day, will also join the bill. So good news out of Manchester as that fight now is set in stone. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk Fight. Appreciate it very much. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell. And we'll see you later on at 4 p.m. when I join Mike Ward and Cedric Ben for their show, Knuckle Up.